The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. So this is The Alpha Sessions. My name's Alan and I'm very, very pleased to be joined in the studio by A. Terry. Thanks very much for coming down. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to have you in the studio. You've done a great session for us and we'll be looking forward to listening to some of those tunes um, in a few Thanks. moments of time. So let's start firstly with the name. Where does it come from, A. Terry? So basically it was my email name. Right. <laughs> from, I don't know how long it's been there since I was 20 years old ish and uh, uh, well it it has to do with my um, classical music background so I used to sing Mozart and there's uh, his famous Requiem yeah uh, and there's this um, big big piece like Lux Eterna right so it, it just came to my mind just to, you know uh, also it has to do with um, uh, fifth el element okay Either, yeah, Ita, either. I don't know how to pronounce them. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, but it's um, uh, kind of Italian way of pr uh, pronouncing it. Iteri, Iteri. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And just to emphasize the point, there's no Italian con connection to you beyond the the operatic stuff that you do, which will. Yeah, it's about. just uh, just opera. Yeah, yeah. And this is I found fascinating when I first started reading up about your career is that. Obviously, as we'll hear, a lot of the stuff you're doing now is sort of more electronic dance type music. But your origins right. were an opera singer, wasn't it? So. Uh, actually, uh, as a child, I was uh, really into uh, modern pop music. Right. So that's that's how I actually started. I started listening to Whitney Houston and, uh, I don't know, even Christina Aguilera yeah. and uh, some of the boys' bands. I, I'm really guilty of that. <laughs> Allowed. We've all got a few of those that we uh, we don't admit to now. Yeah, but Go on in. who was it? Back, Backstreet Boys. Was uh, it? I actually preferred NSYNC. Oh, NSYNC. Oh, right. Oh, you were just even worse. Yeah. <laughs> did you have the posters on the wall? Oh yes, okay. I did. Right. Yeah, okay. I even yeah I had the pictures and I was drawing a lot of stuff. Like uh, it was crazy. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that that's how all this uh, music madness started. But then. Uh, uh, at the same time, I went to music school and I, I got that like education and background. And then my teacher um, just advised me to go and try myself for not as an opera singer, but like uh, as a musical singer, more like classical theater and stuff like that. And I like gradually, step by step, I got into it. <laughs> but back in music school, I wasn't really fond of opera. I, I got like very bad uh, uh, feedback from my teachers. I was very lazy, so <laughs> it's not like I was very like uh, into it from the yeah. start. It's quite a departure from NSYNC, isn't it, really? So, <laughs> did you get converted? Did you become an opera fan after you started regularly singing? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. I, I was a real opera fan. Uh, I've been for quite a while and I still love opera. I think it's amazing. I just uh, don't see myself in that uh, career anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the style of singing, goes without saying, is completely different. I mean, which one do you enjoy most from a singing point of view? Is one technically much more difficult than the other? Uh, well, opera singing is uh, obviously much more difficult. But uh, in a way, it's so familiar to me. I just, I don't know, I had... Uh, to rebuild my voice from scratch mm. 
uh, when I started doing my own songs, uh, I just my, my voice was completely unsuitable for that purpose. Uh, so um, now I find uh, uh, pop singing much easier and you kind of have more freedom, you can do whatever you want. Uh, still, you have to follow some rules, but in opera, it's like one step left, one step right, and yeah. it's not allowed. It's like very, yeah. very strict. But that's the thing. So how did you find your sound? Because presumably initially when you started going down the pop route, was it quite difficult to almost not do opera when you were singing along to it? I mean, we, I don't know if you remember an artist called Charlotte Church, who about 20 years ago did the branch from operatic singing to mainstream pop. And initially she was singing sort of operatic to dance music and then found her own sound. Is that what you did initially or did it just come naturally? Yeah, it sounds very similar to yeah. what, what happened to me. <laughs> Did you find that an easy process or did you try and experiment mm -hmm. with a few different sounds to your voice? It's def uh, definitely not an easy process, but once you um, kind of get the feel and if you really, if you really after it, if you really love singing, which I do, I, I think I do. <laughs> uh, so if you really love singing and music, then it's just much more easier when like, if you're just trying to do something which you don't like. Yeah. So I've got no choice. I love it. I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you did decide to do it. Have you come from a musical family? Did you grow up with music a lot? Uh, my mother used to go to music school and she had that uh, Petrov piano at home. So that's oh, wow. how I started playing the piano. Yeah. And, and what sort of other range of musical influences did you have growing up? What sort of artists did you listen to? Um... Well, as I said, mostly it was uh, Western pop music. Uh, and then it was French mus musicals, actually. That's I why know. I got into, uh, yeah, Notre Dame de Paris. Mm. Or, that's how I got into opera eventually, because I loved musicals as well. Um, yeah, and then classical music, I think, is a big influence, because uh, I've been doing it like for 10 years. Mm. It's been quite wow. a while. Wow. <laughs> so how long how long ago is it from now that you, you made the switch to... to, uh, to it's been two years, yeah. Okay. And as we talked about just before we, we came on air, obviously, when you think of the timelines, two years ago was right at the start of the first lockdown. So was it sort of during that lockdown that you suddenly had that moment where you thought, okay, this is now what I want to do with yes, my career? I guess, yes, it was. I'm very grateful uh, in a way that... Um, I had that time. I mean, it wasn't the the easiest times for everyone, but uh, I think a lot of people um, had the chance to reevaluate their lives, the way they are. Um, I don't know what they really want, or are they really happy with themselves, with uh, their careers, with their relationships, with everything? You know. So I was the same, and. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know, I started posting mm, short pieces of covers on Instagram and I just uh, got so much attention when I, I would be so um, sad in a way when I was posting opera stuff and everyone was just like, oh, this is boring. And now uh, I wasn't even singing properly. I just started like I was singing with half operatic voice, like songs like Whitney Houston, I will always love you. <laughs> <laughs> because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't just do it the other way. It sounded okay. So that's not a bad thing necessarily. If you sound like Whitney Houston, <laughs> I think you're doing all right. 
<laughs> well, the thing is, when you uh, already kind of feel so much power power in your voice after doing opera, yeah. uh, like the first songs I picked w- was Sia and then Whitney Houston. So I was quite ambitious from the start. Now I see like I was crazy. Like I couldn't like, from the start, especially when you rebuild your voice, it's yeah. very... Um, dangerous to do stuff like that but I was just like I want to sing this <laughs> I don't care <laughs> and do you have sort of set musical inspirations now that you aspire to be like that you're listening to in the mainstream charts now yes yeah, sure uh, I love um, Dua Lipa uh, from singers Dua Lipa I like uh, Baby Rexa I think they're quite similar to my voice uh, color uh, I don't know I just listen to a lot of songs on Spotify. I've got the playlist, and I don't really follow one artist. So, but from uh, uh, productions like point of view, I like uh, Martin Garrix, of course, David Guetta. I think he's just the god of electronic dance music, and uh, the Chainsmokers. A lot of people actually. And you talk about producers. We should stress as well that not only are you a singer-songwriter, but you are also a producer as well. Yeah, th- thanks to lockdown, yeah, I had time to learn. <laughs> and and that, was that a thing? So you also learned to produce from scratch as well during lockdown as well? Yes. Wow, that's a productive time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. You enjoy that side of it? I mean, would you see yourself going the producing route as well and producing for other artists as well? Uh, I might, but... Um, of course, I would prefer to produce for myself and someone else to produce with me <laughs> and uh, like building my own brand, yeah. kind of. But of course, I, it's not the easiest way. Okay. So let's, um, let's talk about the first of the tracks that you performed for us, which I th- believe actually was your, your first single, wasn't it? Only Love Will Save Us? Yes. Yeah, so tell us Correct. a bit more about that track. So it uh, was the, during the lockdown times when I... Um, I just came into my mind, just came across my mind that, um, I don't know, that's the only thing we should actually focus on. We should focus on something good instead of just stressing out and, uh, I don't know, listening to to the news all the time. And Because it was so frustrating and a lot of people were afraid and, uh, like, I think... It's the only way that it's like faith. You, you, for me, it's it's what I believe in. I believe in love, mm. but uh, I mean, that's what um, helped me overcome the lockdown and uh, other difficulties as well. So, uh, and I actually I saw how uh, how blessed a person with that kind of um, uh, faith can be Cause a lot of even a lot of weird and uh, very very stressful things happened to me even after the lockdown like I lost my job and stuff like that but I was like I should see the good in it I should see the good side and like the next day almost I get another offer even better because I'm I don't know it's not about me. It's about you know this uh, good energy and bad energy. If you like uh, really, um, cons- if you really focus on good things, then you attract more good things into your life. Yeah. 
So the song is about that, basically. <laughs> for sessions with Alan Joyce. So let's touch a little bit more on the songwriting process then. Um, I mean, you said that you, you know, obviously like with a lot of people went through some tough times during during the lockdown period. Do you find that songwriting for you is an outlet to get a lot of your own emotions out? Yes, for sure. And um, when I quit opera, I, I've been working in a, a hair salon 
So I had to do something. I was very, very bored. And I was like, okay, I need to move on. And I ha had no idea that I would be like singing, producing, especially, and like uh, doing an interview with you. <laughs> <laughs> A highlight of your career so far, I'm sure. <laughs> well, well, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? And uh, <laughs> uh, and I was uh, like, what should I do now? Or let's go because uh, I love doing hair as well. And I was like, uh, let's go and do something about uh, my career now. And uh, yeah, I would work in that salon, but I saw how stressed the people are, how really uh, mentally uh, unstable some people can be. And I was in a way the same, like to some extent. And I wasn't really happy. So uh, that's when I wrote a song which, called, which is called uh, Someone Like Me. Because I was like, I need to find someone like me, not like someone who's not completely different. Mm. They don't have to be a bad or, um, I don't know, wrong, doing something wrong. I, I don't mean anything like that. I just, I need someone similar. Mm. I've heard a lot of people say during the lockdown, and I can say to a certain extent the same myself, that a lot of people change their friendship circles during the course of lockdown to be around more people who thought along the lines of you know, to surround themselves with that positive energy that you talked about before. Yes. Um, it's a very important thing. And Someone Like Me that you just referred to was also a single that was out fairly recently, wasn't it, towards the end of last year? Yeah, I, w I think it was out uh, 10th of December. In terms of going back to the songwriting sides, do you find that if you've got a, an idea in your mind, it's quite easy for you to go and write a full song, or do you find that you do it over several days? How, how's, how does that process work? Or do you have a melody first in your mind and then you write the lyrics? Uh, it depends, but normally it starts with an idea. So something gets in my mind and I just uh, elaborate that idea and um, just sit behind the piano, play some chord progressions, and then I think of a melody. Uh, but I don't uh, necessarily write the lyrics. Uh, I think the lyrics are the, they are um, very important for sure, but uh, they might mess up the melody, so they need to be done the last. Oh, right. So it's kind of idea, then melody, yes. then lyrics. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting idea. Um, and and have you found that over the last couple of years during lockdown, you've, you've now built up a catalogue of, of songs that you're going to release, hopefully, in the in the coming months? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. So two songs I, I played today, uh, Lift Me Up and uh, Bad Habit, are still unreleased. Yeah. Uh, and, but they are already, no, Bad Habit is already produced, almost. I've got one more song completely produced, uh, but um, I just, I don't know, I want to um, kind of get more attention, get some backup from a, someone like... Uh, record label because I've been sending them emails and I got some good feedback mm. uh, so I, I kind of see it possible and I want to push that side first and then see if I, if I don't get anyone I'm just gonna really self-release mm. like I did the first three four singles <laughs> so if you're listening now from a record label have a listen to the song let's get some <laughs> feedback there's some, there's some good stuff going on um so let's talk about the um videos that you've done because you've done the three singles so far and for yes. each of those you produced a video do you enjoy that process of putting music videos together yes of course yeah that's the fun bit <laughs> yes watching especially <laughs> yeah uh, what, what's been the best experience so far would you say which one have you enjoyed putting together the most uh i think secret weapon was the the most difficult and the most exciting one. Okay. 
because uh, a lot of things went wrong. Uh, first, I, I um, shoot the video in Belgrade. Right. So it's in Serbia. Yeah. I went to Serbia and I was like, let's shoot the video because, I don't know. I didn't know anyone here to do that, but uh, I knew co a couple of people there who could, well, not not the people I worked with eventually, but somehow, I don't know, I just felt it, it was the right decision, I don't know. And I found the people, which wasn't really easy, but anyway, um, but the first thing that happened, um, my suitcase got lost with all no. my stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> all the clothes and all the equipment and everything. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, of course, they returned it to me, but um, <clears throat> I was just like very, very, like, like a little Buddha, like I need to be <laughs> very, very focused yeah. and positive. Otherwise, I'm I'm gonna go crazy. Then, uh, second thing that happened, I went to a swimming pool and uh, my hair, which is blonde, turned green. No, like green, like your mic, like this. <laughs> wow, that's that's an interesting. Just as well you work in a hair salon, then you know the right people to correct it yeah but i was in belgrade <laughs> <laughs> i know people away. here yeah okay <laughs> but I, can, I could uh, i corrected it myself i didn't i just need uh, needed to buy some stuff i knew what to do i was just like oh. but it was another another you know yeah um, so by the time you finished this video you kind of thought what on earth else can go wrong in this video basically i mean the video itself looks incredible by the way. <laughs> you would never have been able to tell all the list of stuff going on the back and of. lastly uh it was shot uh the last day that i was in belgrade so the next day i flew to back to london yeah uh and it was like very very um short uh period of uh, time we could do that because the crew couldn't do that before then the uh the guy that we worked together couldn't do that either I was like, okay, let's let's do the last day, that when everyone uh, can, and uh, when everyone can, uh, and then uh, <laughs> so first it started raining. Obviously, being in London, it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but it was in Belgrade. In Belgrade, oh, in still summer, in, Belgrade. Yeah, okay. in summer it never rains. No. It never rains, <laughs> but it started raining, and um, I don't know. But we somehow it turned out amazing in, in the sense that we had so many ideas but now we had to stick to just one yeah. to just uh, like one outfit or two uh, like no time wasting just do, do this and that and yeah we got it we got it right I guess so you did get it right it's had an amazing reception ever <laughs> since and it looks brilliant so, um, so Thank if you. you haven't seen the video it's on YouTube isn't it it's called Secret Weapon it's definitely uh, well worth checking out um, so let's talk about um, the second song that you did for us called Lift Me Up explain a bit more about that one for us uh, it's about uh, well uh, actually all my songs are about love uh, it's more this this song is more emotional than for example the first song I did is called only love will save us it's more about like um, that energy of love and uh, the positive energy that surrounds us and we're all connected and stuff like that uh, and lift me up is more about love between men and women mm -hmm. so it's more about uh, that emotional aspect of relationship.
The Alpha Sessions with Alan Joyce. Um, so let's talk now about um, social media and in particular Instagram because you are all over Instagram. You've got an amazing following on there. Thank but what's you. But what's your relationship with social media? Do you enjoy having Instagram or do you find it a pressure? Uh, well, it used to be a pressure because uh, I uh, used to do Instagram before that. I used to be, uh, as I said, I used to be hairstylist and I used to be wardrobe stylist and I had to do like promotion on Instagram for that kind of stuff. And that was really, really uh, difficult and a bit of a struggle for me because I didn't really... Uh, like in the end of the day, it wasn't my call to do that kind of stuff. And I was pushing myself to do that. Uh, this time is different. I just love doing that. And it's easy. That's why, of course, it takes my time and energy and a bit of planning. But once you get it rolling, it's very easy. It's really easy for me to do it. It's yeah. much more difficult to just uh, sing well, <laughs> play well. And uh, uh, I don't know keep practicing, keep uh, getting better. I think this is the focus. Uh, and Instagram just comes along to all of that. Out of all the social media types, do you, do you find Instagram the one that you prefer to use the most? It seems to be the way that most musicians are going now. I don't know, just uh, it worked for me. Uh, uh, I think TikTok is not uh, bad either, but I just don't really know the... Uh, the tricks about TikTok yet. Yeah, me neither. I know, I haven't gone so there yet. It's a bit, Maybe yeah, it's a bit different. Yeah. I think it's more about fun videos and yeah. like... So you enjoy the visual side quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I That's do. Good. Um, so talk to us about gigs now. As we record this, we're recording this the day before Good Friday and actually you've got an online gig happening tomorrow which by the time people hear this will have already happened. But I'm intrigued to know how you get on with online gigs. Obviously since you started this career I guess most of them have been online because you weren't able to get out and gig a lot of the time during the lockdowns and stuff. But, but how do you find online gigs? Uh, well, that's the way I started, but actually most of the gigs were uh, offline, they were live, because um, I've done quite a lot of gigs since last year, uh, since everything has been open. Um, but I don't know, actually I prefer live gigs to online, because I can see the audience, I can feel the energy better, I can interact with someone, and online it's just the camera, but that's the way I started and uh, it's a good way of uh, putting yourself out there as well. It must be very difficult not having that energy back because everyone says with live and obviously everyone loves performing live because they get the reaction from the crowd and everything but from an online thing is it quite hard to kind of keep that energy up when you're not getting any any direct response back? Uh, well uh it's not hard, it's just a bit different. And actually, when I did my first release, it was actually a year ago, uh, I could feel the energy. That's the, the interesting point, because before that, uh, I never, it was my first time doing that. And I really could feel the energy, because people were sending some smileys, some hearts, and uh, asking me questions. And I saw a lot of people turning up, and that's the energy. Mm. That's that's the different type of energy, but still you can you can yeah. feel it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's here to stay, online gigs? I mean, it probably wasn't a big thing before the lockdowns, but do you think there's still going to be a place for them in five, ten years' time? Well, it is, um, there's uh, always room for online gigs because a lot of people, for example, that follow me on Instagram, they are from other um, countries, mm. even not even cities, but mm. from 
I've got people from Brazil, from uh, Canada, from the U.S., and uh, well, from India as well, from countries like uh, I don't know, a lot of uh, Latin American countries, from Italy, from Russia, a little bit, but they are like not very active, to be honest. So the uh, following is so diverse. Uh, like in terms of geography. So it's very easy to uh, actually promote uh, something online as a lot of people just can't make it to your live gig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true, yeah. There's, every time you play online, it's like playing one giant international gig, isn't it? Yeah. Where else would you get the chance <laughs> to do that? When you put it like that, it sounds really great. <laughs> and I also forget, uh, forgot Germany. I've got some people from Germany and the ne Netherlands, and wow. they are amazing. Well, I hope they're all watching this now as well. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the dream gig then. If you could play live anywhere, in the world where would it be uh, I should think about it but um, I'm actually um, thinking about uh, Glastonbury festival oh wow yeah. and uh, but I also kind of I don't know I'm because I'm a hybrid musician I, I love to DJ a little bit and uh, um, I love to do my own music to produce my own music not just to sing but I definitely don't want to give up singing so I'm kind of you know I don't want to go <laughs> either way I just want to uh, uh, do it this way so um, let's see I don't know where this kind of because uh, a lot of musicians they just play music mm. like Martin Garrix mm. they they play these big festivals and this big room mm. tracks uh, and uh, you got on the other hand Dua Lipa Lady Gaga uh, Beyonce who like put up amazing shows yeah. Yeah. so I would love to do maybe something like this but uh, with a little bit of kind of DJing and music production but I, I definitely need some help because <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll be like this <laughs> Beyonce if you're listening in this dream geek scenario then I mean have you thought about like who you would ideally love to have performing alongside you on stage imagine alive or dead let's let's think big here if you could perform alongside any artist in uh, the world i mean obviously nsync I mean, i'm assuming you'd be up there um no <laughs> <laughs> uh, well if you ask me about uh, you're not going to say no right <laughs> well i i need to respect my child okay, uh, childhood yeah. dreams yeah. so uh, <laughs> um i'd love to um well, of course, I love David Guetta, and I would love to um, sing in a track with him and like perform with him on stage uh, with Martin Garrix. Uh, in terms of singers, uh, well, I love Sia, I love Dua Lipa, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, anyone from that list, you know. Well, they're all regular listeners of this program, so, you know, we'll, we'll put them in touch. <laughs> this time next week, we'll look forward to uh, to hearing about that collaboration going on. But, OK, so let's imagine this scenario then where, let's say, you had David Guetta, Sia, you all on stage together. You go backstage, you've got your dream rider there. So if you had to, like, have one special treat laid on for you backstage, could be anything, what would it be? Um, well, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really into sweets. No, okay. I'm more into maybe if I w if I were hungry, that would be a nice, um, nice big big fat burger. <laughs> <laughs> a big fat burger. I love the sound of that. Yeah. 
Big Fat Burger just before your stage. Because I really, I'm, I, when I'm, I'm not really into uh, like eating a lot, but when yeah. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Yeah, no, we like that. We go with a burger. Excellent. Brilliant. Well, uh, hopefully in a couple of years' time, we'll speak to you again, and that will have happened, been reality. And not just too a, exquisite. Okay, no, no, exactly. Uh, I don't think we've had a Big Fat Burger before in a rider, but I like that. I like that. And with, with with good beef, not with the not just any old beef, yeah, not absolutely. just any beef, good Argentina Argentinian beef. Oh right, yeah. So you quite fussy with burgers, then blimey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure we get onto that. Um, we'll have it ready for you next time you come into the program. Uh, thanks. Um, so what else do you have planned for the rest of this year? Mm -hmm. uh, well, um, my gig tomorrow. It's the first. Uh, uh, then I'm planning to do more gigs with a band. I also play with a band. Uh, and uh, I'm planning to... Uh, this setup that I've got uh, for myself for tomorrow, I, I'm actually trying... I will try to promote it to some, um, I don't know, maybe clubs, because it sounds a bit, it's not too uh, clubby, because I'm singing, obviously it's a bit more as a concert, mm. but uh, it sounds very um, kind of clubby, I don't know how to, how to explain, because I've got that bass lines and the drums uh, and a lot of groove going, going on. Um, so I would just try to promote myself more, try to get more connections in this uh, field. And uh, I also, as I said, I want to get some record labels so to to back me up. Because yeah. uh, I can self-release. It's not a problem. I just think it, like the impact would be much more um, significant mm. if I did it with someone else. Well, hopefully there's lots of people listening to this and then there'll be lots of airplay going on over the coming months and you'll be snapped up with any luck anyway. But Thank good luck you. With it all. Fingers uh, crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed, exactly. Um, so before we talk about the last track, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? What can they do? Um, I've got a lot of stuff going on on my Instagram. So it's A-E-T-E-R-I uh, music. Uh, so there's a lot of things and a lot of stories there. Uh, and uh, um, also I've got my Spotify. So it's also a Terry on Spotify and on YouTube yeah. for my music videos. So check out the videos on YouTube. They're great. So yeah, thank, thank you, you so much for coming down today. Really appreciate it. Nice speaking thank to you. Thank you very much. Um, before we go, let's um, talk about the last track that you did for us called Bad Habit, which we touched on earlier on. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about that one. Um, well, mm, it's kind of, it's a very, very uh, uh, kind of cheeky song. But um, I just realized that some people uh, can be um, really toxic for you. Or I don't know, it's not their, maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's your fault that you treat them this way or you expect too much from them. So it's not about blaming anyone, but it's about... Uh, uh, I actually, we did a, 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 um, a shooting for this uh, back in Belgrade when I was there last time, so... Uh, did you have blue hair for this one as well? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've got... Uh, we went to McDonald's 
And we bought <laughs> obviously a, a, a burger, yeah. a lot of burgers <laughs> and uh, fries, and it, uh, we made a very very uh, funny video. Hopefully, it's gonna be released uh, soon because uh, basically they are waiting for me to, to finish the production okay. and, and to to release the song basically. But um, so some um, relationships can be really toxic, uh, as I don't know bad habits that we have like smoking, drinking too much, or eating too much junk food. All of this takes uh, our energy from us, like these relationships. So uh, I was, during the lockdown, I was also re-evaluating my kind of, um, well, it's it doesn't have to be uh, love. It, it, it can be, for example, some friends uh, or people who don't really believe in you and you try to, uh, I don't know, persuade them to treat you differently. It's like it happens all the time, but you just need to be very picky with people. I, I, I mean, it's just you find someone like you and then you're happy. Everyone is happy, not just trying to um, like suffer from someone who doesn't uh, really want to meet your standards or like uh, try to make them meet your standards. I mean, it's just not fair towards them or towards yourself. Mm. So bad habit is cutting off bad habits. Um, it's about um, like I stopped smoking two years ago completely. So oh, wow. I didn't really smoke all the time, but I, I would just, you know, out of uh, just doing nothing. I was like, oh, having one cigarette in a while. But after uh, realizing that this takes away my energy, this is not beneficial for me, I, I need just to cut it off. And that's when it happened. Well done for that, by the way. Thank you. But uh, I still love burgers. I, know, I was going to say, I'll <laughs> cut out all the negativity, but keep those big fat burgers, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because you can't be just a saint or like I'm singing, an angel or saint, no. You're still a human and you need to have some. Absolutely, absolutely. Weak size. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Terry, thank you so much for coming down. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Maybe I'm still not an angel of saints, I'm complaining my life, I don't mind. 
Should I just leave this moment and don't care about the future, be caring and kind? I need to let you go.